Hi, everyone, and welcome to the DevLab podcast by HackerJob. I'm Phil Kell, head of talent at HackerJob, and I'm your host for today. The DevLab podcast is for engineers and those in tech who love what they do and are looking to level up their skills, knowledge, and career. With weekly episodes, we'll invite experts to share their journeys and provide you with technical know-how, new skills, and career insights. We've got a really exciting show up ahead. Without further ado, let's get started. Cynthia is a software developer with an interesting yet alternative route into tech. She currently works as a graduate consultant developer at ThoughtWorks, a global technology consultancy. She started off her career as an account manager within the telecommunications industry, but made the transition into tech via a boot camp during the pandemic and hasn't looked back since. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the DevLab podcast. Today, as you'll have just heard from the introduction there, we're joined by Cynthia Anyaruba, who's going to tell us a little bit about her journey in tech so far and, yeah, give us some insights into, into the journey that's just been on. So, Cynthia, first of all, welcome. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. Awesome. And, yeah, good place to start, I think, in, uh, in, in, in any conversation. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey so far within the world of tech? Yes, like you said, my name is Cynthia. I am a recent career changer and I actually joined the world of tech only about a year and a half ago. So I'm a graduate developer in a consultancy called ThoughtWorks and I have a non-traditional route that I took into tech. I actually started off my sort of higher education as an orthoptist, which many people aren't familiar with what that is, but in short, it's essentially an eye specialist. And through lots of journeys and twists and turns, I ended up going into the world of business as an account manager. And that eventually kind of exposed me to technology because I'm quite a curious person. So I actually was able to shadow BAs and other professions within my company, which allowed me to kind of gauge what it meant to be, you know, working in the engineering field. So, yeah. That kind of was my inspiration initially to kind of head into tech. And I actually went through a boot camp that made me give gave me all the skills I needed to actually get the job that I have at the moment. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And and so obviously really interesting that the, the company you were working at allowed you to kind of shadow BAs and things like that. And I think that's something that more companies should be be offering. Was that an official kind of scheme within the business or was that just some really helpful colleagues that kind of <laughs> kind of showed you the ropes a little bit? Yeah, it wasn't official. It was actually just, I had a really good manager and I was quite, I suppose a lot of people don't have, um, I suppose, the confidence to step out and ask for those kind of things because it feels like a bit of a burden on the team. But I just felt like I was really drawn to it. So I just kept on asking my manager if this is something that's possible, even though it would eat into my working hours, they were quite good to let me have like, I think it was half a day every week to do some other stuff. And, you know, I did try and make it useful for my actual role. So I was pulling in the information I was learning and actually applying it to my day-to-day job, but definitely not an official scheme, just my own persistence. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's really good. And look, that's something that we, that comes up a a lot when we're talking about, you know, junior candidates and people getting into the world of tech, often just asking those questions and putting yourself forward is the, the most important part of it and kind of not closing doors on yourself kind of thing yes and just just thinking about the, the opportunities out there awesome and then and then obviously you went and you know did the course at, at makers academy i believe it was yes. um how was that what you know what what was the experience like coming in without any of that kind of hands-on technical experience like how how easy was it to learn like what was the what was the experience like of, of doing that i think the best part about that experience was 
the languages that the language they used to teach us. So we started off with Ruby and as someone who'd never coded before, well, I had a bit of experience because I started with HTML, JavaScript and, you know, CSS, but to start with Ruby at the bootcamp really allowed me to kind of spend more time trying to understand logic rather than syntax, which I think as a beginner is like a thing that you can get really caught up on. Like if you start with a more complex language. So yeah, Ruby was a great introduction to actual software development and makers chose really well with that language. But in terms of the actual bootcamp, it was super intense, which I'm sure most people would say bootcamps are because they're just like compacted all the sort of skills and um, things you need to learn into a short period. So, but in all, I think it was such a worthwhile experience and something that I am so glad I did because it was really the pivotal point in my life where it allowed me to step into this career and gave me the kind of validation that I can actually do this. Yeah. Awesome. Excellent. And was there a focus on like the, the softer skills involved as well? Was it was it very focused on the hard skills or, or was, you know, did you focus on like collaboration and ways of working and things like that as well? Yeah, definitely. Makers is all about that. So from day one, we were told that um, we were always going to be pairing. That was like a big part of makers um, culture and also code reviews, learning from each other. All these sort of skills were really integral to our time at Makers. Also, agile development was something that we were doing from the beginning as well. So there was a lot of emphasis on softer skills, even to the point where we had um, we had a curriculum that was all about our sort of empathy and ability to kind of, yeah, that we had a chief joy officer. That was her name, chief joy officer. And it's basically the woman that was involved, that was responsible for making sure that we were okay, holistically, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it, they really paid a lot of attention to that. That's amazing. That's really good. And I think, you know, it's really important to, to flag that because I think often that is something that can be missing from more traditional education sources and, and, and things like that. So it's really, really pleasing to hear that, you know, that's something that that they focus on a lot. What was it, I guess, about the, the tech industry that, that really stood out and really kind of drew you, you, you to it? I think it would be the fact that you're constantly learning because I reached a point in my previous career where I felt a little bit stagnant. I just didn't feel like I was using my brain very much in my day-to-day job. And also like my orthoptic career was inspired by my need to help people. Like I wanted to be useful to people. I wanted to provide help. So obviously from a young age, my parents were both in healthcare. So I thought the only way I could do that was through healthcare. Now working in tech, I realized that technology is going to be like is another route to help so many people so it was kind of a combination of both those things constant learning but also the fact that I can actually use tech for good and actually make a change to people's lives it was actually an app that I wanted to develop that kind of made me take the leap to learn to code because I wanted to create something that could help orthoptists based on a kind of a gap that I saw when I was studying so yeah it all kind of linked together and was the push I needed to kind of go into tech yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think that resonates with a lot of people in, in terms of the reason that they, they get into it. You know, you can, yes, you can help and be the boots on the ground within healthcare, but within tech, you've got that power to facilitate so much good that then healthcare professionals and all sorts of people across the world can then can then utilise it, you know, at the, at the touch of a button. So, yeah, it, it, it all adds up nicely. And, yeah, kudos to you for, for making that move and, and, you know, moving into an industry where you can then help, you know, thousands of people on, on a daily basis. 
in terms of the tech that you're kind of working with at the moment, what are you currently kind of finding interesting, either personally or, or, or professionally? Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm really interested in exploring more about like computer vision, especially in like mobile apps and also in the medical field as well. Like I, I want to explore more about how that can be used. I mean, I, my profession was as an orthoptist, so it was very much to do with eyes, but I feel like we can actually use technology to help orthoptists to do the things that they can't do at the moment. So yeah, I'm very interested in computer vision and also medical technology as a whole. But in terms of professionally, I'm actually just working with, I'm currently in a consultancy. I'm currently not staffed on the project, but I'm currently working on internal projects. And, you know, we're using languages like Java, Spring Boot. So all of those kind of languages kind of challenged me to grow because I didn't have any experience of them before. Yeah. So have you been working internally since you joined ThoughtWorks? Just on the, like, the, the internal tooling and, and kind of internal automation and things like that? Yeah, I mean, ThoughtWorks have like a really good route for graduates. So the first few weeks of my career at ThoughtWorks, I was actually at ThoughtWorks University. And that's like, um, it's kind of like a mini boot camp, honestly, um, where we kind of go away for six weeks and we work as teams to develop projects. And that was great experience because you were around everyone that was in the same boat as you. And, you know, you learn from each other. You had like specific like almost like webinars where you were taught things that maybe you didn't know before you started at ThoughtWorks. So it kind of gave everyone a level playing field. But since then, I have been on internal projects. So I've been working on automating things that are currently quite manual at ThoughtWorks. It's really good space to learn from your, from other people as well, some senior people. So yeah, it's a really good structure at the moment. Yeah, 100%. And look, I think that, that world of internal tooling, internal automation can't be, be, be sniffed out at all. I think, again, if we come back to what we we're saying before about facilitating others to, to, to do other things and helping, you know, to solve problems for others, helping to solve problems internally within the business so that everyone else is more efficient and can then contribute to their projects in, in a more efficient way is, yeah, having just as much impact as those, those projects themselves. Fantastic. So I think this leads us on very nicely to the next question, which was why did you take a role at ThoughtWorks? I guess that you know that that scheme, the bootcamp uh, element, is probably part of it. But were there other things that drew you drew you to ThoughtWorks? Yeah, definitely. When I started at Makers, I'd always, I think, from like about a month into my bootcamp, I discovered ThoughtWorks, and it was through a webinar that yourselves at HackerJob hosted. And yeah, it was really cool, really coincidental as well, because I liked the fact that the the person that was hosting the webinar was a, a female, a woman. And I really appreciated that because I don't often see um, like female representation within the industry, um, especially at a high senior level. And when she was explaining what working at ThoughtWorks was like, there was like a huge focus on teams and inclusivity and also social impact of what they're doing and just doing good work. Um, and Coming from makers, having also my personality as well, it just resonated with everything that I was hearing. And then even to the point where in my actual interviewing at ThoughtWorks, there was a huge portion of my interview that was a social justice interview. And that was almost like, it was just a quite a casual conversation really between myself and two other developers where we would talk about like social injustice. And that, at first I was like, this seems like such a random thing to do in an interview, but I think it was to gauge the kind of personality that you have joining the company because then you do need to be aligned with the ThoughtWorks ethos, I suppose. And yeah, that's one of the things that drew me. But also I think 
there's so many intelligent, amazing people at ThoughtWorks and, you know, hearing about the likes of Martin Fowler and all the colleagues that have written books at ThoughtWorks, I just thought I'd be surrounded by such smart, intelligent people that I could learn from. And that was probably the biggest drive as well. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm very pleased that Hackjob could play a small part in that that journey, obviously, with uh, with, with kind of hosting that, that webinar. But yeah, I mean, it sounds, sounds incredible. I've not heard of companies going that in depth into the culture interview to actually you know have that that informal conversation about social justice but certainly I think if you do want to get a collective of people with similar mindset shared values then yeah sounds like a, a great way to to go about achieving that so yeah I think anyone out there listening that is potentially thinking about that you know their, their next move in their career whether you're at a you know graduate junior level Sounds like you get great support at, at ThoughtWorks, but even if you're on the more mid to, to senior end of things, certainly sounds like a great business from both a cultural and, you know, learning and development uh, technology standpoint, which is Yeah, definitely. Great. Awesome. What are the challenges that you're working on at the moment that excite you? Obviously, you've already touched on the fact that you're working on the internal projects. What projects are kind of exciting you at the moment? Yeah, so like I explained, I am on an internal project at the moment to be staffed soon. But I suppose the challenges with that is the fact that coming from a boot camp, there wasn't as much emphasis in the boot camp on back end. I think it's probably common across quite a lot of boot camps. You do mostly learn how to be quite familiar with the front end. So for me, I've gained so much experience in back end technologies since I've started ThoughtWorks. And that was really important for me because I think when you when you come from a non-traditional background, imposter syndrome is really kind of common and it can creep in because you feel like, oh, do I, am I really credible? And working in the tech stack that I have been and solving difficult problems has kind of shown me that I'm capable of doing these things. And it's really, really nice to be trusted with the ability to do that. Yeah, I'd say definitely the back-end side of solution that we're working on is the most exciting thing that I've been doing at the moment and almost we're almost ready to release the MVP which is really cool oh fantastic when you start to get that user feedback and you start to yeah, yeah. See the smiles you're putting on faces and things like mm-hmm. that uh, yeah the best best part of any project certainly fantastic and then obviously you've already mentioned that you know Java and Spring and and, and that that's kind of tech stack or the world that you're working at the moment what what's the approach to kind of learning those at, at, at ThoughtWorks is it is it an official kind of course that you know you're, you're put through is it access to Udemy and things like that or is it more kind of you know on the job learning sitting next to someone and watching them code like how do they help you to upskill and learn these languages yeah um for well I can't speak for senior developers but for graduate developers we as I mentioned we go through ThoughtWorks University and during that process we had dedicated sessions where we were taught the basics of Java as a language but also other sort of skills that we need, whether it be object-oriented programming, agile methodologies, all the various things we need in our career. But I think a big part part of our learning is Udemy, um, because yep. Udemy is like very intrinsic in ThoughtWorks and we a lot of our courses are from there. Also from our senior developers, we have sessions where they will just explain to us with our code base what's happening. Google will always be your best friend. <laughs> so Google is a really big part of just whenever you're confused, just Google it, try and understand it. Talking with your pair as well. Sometimes your pair will know more than you do because one thing we do at ThoughtWorks is pairing consistently. So I would say, yeah, peer learning is a big part of it for sure. Fantastic. No, and good, just good to know there's lots of different routes to it because obviously everyone learns in different ways. Like everyone wants to learn in, in different ways, different ways that suit them. So it's good to know there are various different routes you can take to to learn in those new new skills. 
Cool. And then I guess on the, the next question, a couple of questions, really. We, we often talk about like what changes have you made during your time at the, the business? Appreciate, you know, you joined at quite a junior level, um, not yeah. expecting you to have rewritten HR policy or anything like that. <laughs> but have you made any changes either? And it might even just be personal changes. Like, have you learned anything? Have you changed your approach since since working at, at ThoughtWorks? I suppose, yeah, like you said, I've not been here for longer, long, but I suppose some of the most prominent changes are within myself. So maybe one of the most outstanding one for me is probably just being able to sit with a problem for longer. I've quickly learned that there's no quick solution to some problems. You do really have to untangle like a web of what looks like confusing code, especially when you are new to a code base and it's like a legacy code base, for example. So obviously coming from bootcamp, everything's fast paced. Everything's sort of like fresh, your code, only your code. Nobody else is really coding that. So for me, I've learned to actually read other people's code and get comfortable with that ambiguity of not knowing what it is they were intending for this to do perhaps or yeah. you know so I think it's lots of lots of personal changes but I, I wouldn't say I've been long, at ThoughtWorks long enough to make a huge impact on the business just yet but I suppose stuff like this is my impact just being able to talk about my experience is hopefully going to help other people and also at ThoughtWorks we have mentoring schemes so I'm even though I've only just started I'm I'm going to be a mentor shortly um, for the new intake and that's again just to support people because I think one thing that's really I remember hearing this once is like there's always going to be someone that's newer than you like no matter how long you've been in an industry for there's always going to be someone that's more new than you so you can always share something with somebody so yeah by being a mentor I can probably help someone who's just starting and kind of give them the ropes a little bit yeah definitely and I think plenty of time to have that 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 big impact you know you're very early in your career but but certainly I think you know that the, the impact you can have on on someone who is just joining when all of these challenges and all these things that they're facing are so fresh in your mind you know sometimes someone five, six years into their career might not be able to empathise on the same yeah. level that you can, right? So I think it's super important that people have, you know, people like yourself that, that have gone through this recently to, to, to lend an ear. Some people think tech isn't for them due to their identity or being less represented. I mean, as a black woman, how has your experience been and did you suffer from imposter syndrome at all? I know it's something that we've already touched on and you've mentioned that people can feel that. What was your experience like moving into this industry from you know, your, your background? So I suppose I'm somewhat used to being one of the very few black women in a room, even from my previous industry, because I was previously in telecoms and that's notoriously one demographic that kind of make up the majority of people in that industry. So it's not something I'm unfamiliar with, but when coming into tech, obviously I did my boot camp in the pandemic. So it was over Zoom mostly. So I the impact of a lot of maybe the the feeling of being the only black person might have had more of an impact on me if I was in person. But being over Zoom, I didn't really necessarily feel that particularly. I think it is an important conversation to be had. But I, I think the good thing about tech is that there's always a community out there. So I was quite good at trying to seek that out. So I joined Coding Black Females. I started an Instagram whilst I was in my boot camp that I would post my journey on. And there would be so many women that would join me, follow me, comment on my journey. And we were all in this together, even though we were all over the world. But I think that's the thing. I think there's always people out there that are going through what you're going through and you won't ever feel like 
isolated if you're willing to step out and look for them that is but since starting at ThoughtWorks I can't say that I felt that imposter syndrome in that sense because there is a sense of equality amongst everybody in my organization which I really really liked and that was one of the things that I was looking for when starting out a company and yeah I think the only thing that's ever caused imposter syndrome is just that niggling voice telling you that do you really know what you're doing but I think that's the thing I think everybody nobody really knows what they're doing at the beginning everybody starts with complete like blank slate and you just have to learn as you go and getting comfortable with that has been a big part of my journey definitely yeah definitely and, and uh, yeah I don't really like the, the phrase but fake it till you make it is something yeah. that gets uh, gets thrown around and, and there is definitely some some truth to it and you're right I think you know and it's always about finding that balance as well because you never want to be too comfortable you never want to feel like you've learned everything and that was you know as you said at the start that was one of the reasons that kind of pushed you to, to, to maybe move into the world of tech you felt a bit comfortable in, in what you were doing so there's always that healthy balance between you know, feeling totally comfortable with something and, and, and challenging yourself, for, you know, to learn new things and, and get exposure to new challenges and, and, and things like that, which is, is great. And yeah, certainly, I think, you know, from the description of the interview at ThoughtWorks, definitely sounds like they've put a lot of thought into creating a culture that is welcoming, is inclusive, is is, is equal across the business. So again, kudos to, 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 to ThoughtWorks on, on that side of things. I guess looking ahead a little bit now, what sort of skills, traits, languages would you still like to learn and why? It's always a very stupid question to ask a techie because mm -hmm. they can have a list of about 5,000 different tools, <laughs> I'm sure. But is there anything either on the soft skill side of things or, or, or again on the hard skill that you're, you're looking to kind of upskilling at the moment? Hard skills, I'd probably be looking to learn Python. I just feel like it's quite a versatile language and also mobile development because that's where my initial draw to technology came from yep. developing mobile apps I had the chance to develop a progressive web app in my boot camp which was quite fun but not really ever done a full uh, mobile development which would definitely be something I'd be interested in in terms of soft skills definitely just more I suppose public speaking leadership kind of skills because I think one day that's probably where I'd want to direct my career to and yeah but it's everything seems like I'm it just seems like I'm learning everything at the moment I think whatever one thing I would say is like the project that you get put on will probably most likely determine what you learn because obviously I think that was one of my main um, attractions to a consultancy because a lot of people will be in a product company and you'll only have one particular tech stack for as long as you're at that company but working at a consultancy depending on which project you're put on you could change the language that you're working in and it's almost like getting a new job every single time you join a new project because you're experiencing different tech stacks different technologies it could be a mobile app it could be a web application it could be anything so I think that's the most exciting thing about a consultancy I have the freedom to explore it all yeah yeah definitely and you're right you know different industries different challenges even different types of users where you're having to think about the different challenges or the different ways they want to use a system from exactly. you know like a, a banking system compared to like a, a more commercially I don't know, like the way the way Uber is used compared yeah. to the way like a Barclays app is used, uh, you know, very different. So, yeah, certainly, de definitely agree that it gives you some great exposure and sets you up for the future to then, you know, take your career in, in whichever way you want to take it. And also on the, you know, on the soft skill side, obviously, you mentioned kind of the communication, the leadership side of things, working with new people and going in and taking those briefs and understanding the requirements from different people all the time, I think is also something that's only going to add to that that side of your skill set definitely for the, for the future definitely 
Awesome. So final question for me, and then we, we can open it up. Anything we didn't get to cover, you know, you can uh, you can flag and we can we can certainly have a chat about. But last one from me would be what tips would you give for developers looking to join Fullbook? I think some of the tips I'd give is just be open to working with quite collaboratively with people. It's really, really core to ThoughtWorks culture that a lot of pairing happens. And I know as sometimes as developers, we can kind of feel like quite like ownership over our code. And I think that's one thing you kind of don't, you don't want to do too much at ThoughtWorks. Like you want to know, because your code could be changed by your pair and you, you know, so being comfortable working together with other people is really, really important. And also, I wouldn't say there's any particular language that you should know. Like if I just like speaking to my fellow graduates, we all knew different languages coming in. So I just say be comfortable with picking up skills quickly and, you know, being comfortable with ambiguity as well is really important. Fantastic. Excellent. So and yeah, I mean, I think just open that conversation up as well. Right. You know, as, as you did throw yourself out there, get an application in. We can yeah. keep links in the description to this, this podcast for anyone, any seniority, not just at the, the junior level who does want to get in touch with ThoughtWorks and potentially discuss a, a career there. So we can point you in the right direction. But yeah, certainly I think follow Cynthia's example and, and put yourself out there and, and have that conversation and, and see where it goes. Thank you very much for joining us today, Cynthia. That was great to, to find out a little bit about your journey into technology so far i think the insight that you can give to anyone out there listening around boot camps like makers academy and obviously starting that journey with a consultancy like fortworks it is super super useful for anyone that is listening in and i think yeah the overriding message is do just follow cynthia's example put yourself out there ask those questions get your applications in don't kind of close those doors yourself i think you know there's a lot of opportunities in tech at the moment and if you ask the right questions you'll get the right answer at, at some point, certainly. So yeah, thank you very much for joining us today, Cynthia. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ready to join a community of passionate, purposeful individuals revolutionising software design and delivery while advocating for positive social change? Then get ready for ThoughtWorks. Teams are formed for each specific project, so you'll get the chance to work with and learn from lots of different thought workers while you're there. You'll create your own path, whether that means mastering one skill, learning new tech stacks, or completely changing direction from dev to BA or vice versa. Career paths at ThoughtWorks are unique and don't mean stepping away from tech ever. If you're interested in a role at ThoughtWorks, then head over to the hackerjob.co where you could be matched with them.